Well, hello there. It's Scarlett. Welcome to Hot in Arizona. Yeah, we're into my favorite time of year. We're getting, we're strong in that time of year. Beautiful day today. Mid-70s. Little breeze. It was gorgeous. Man, I love this. It's difficult, though, because it's like it's nice outside and my air conditioning doesn't know what to do. Because it's, it's almost a little too warm in the house, and yet it's not quite warm enough to turn on the AC. I don't know. So my AC is like, well, I'll turn it on and we'll just lower it just a degrees. Oh, now I'm going to go off. And I'm like, no, just, just stay off for a while. But then it's warm in the house. Oh, it's a whole thing. It's a mess. But it was a great day today. I spent the day uh, just out and about with a friend. We were just all over the valley. Uh, and it was just a wonderful day. But I tell you, the day before, not so hot. So I know I'm picky. I'm picky. I'm just so picky. Oh. A while back, I changed my bank account. This was 20 years ago. I changed to another bank. It was a, a small bank, and this was up in Flagstaff. They came to our office, and they said, hey, you know, we're right here downtown, just a block away. We would really like for you guys to come in and check us out. And so I did. Everybody was super nice, and so I, I changed my account there. And every two weeks, I walked in and deposited my check. I I could have gotten like the direct deposit, but to me there was just something enjoyable getting out of the office, walking the block downtown. If you've ever been to Flagstaff, you know how fun that is. Walking downtown and making my deposit. Every two weeks I was there and every two weeks I would walk in and the tellers would recognize me. Hey, Scarlett. And they would talk and we would do the transaction. And it was a very pleasurable experience. Now, I come from a banking background. I was in banking for, I don't even remember now, I don't know, eight years or so in California. Uh, my mother was a, a branch manager for many, many years in California. I know what customer service is about. When I was a teller, I tried to give that to my customers. And apparently I was pretty good at it because I could go to lunch. And when I would come back, there would be people waiting in the lobby to talk to me. Now, there were other tellers, but they wanted to wait for me. Because if I was having a bad day, nobody else knew about it. And I was pleasant to my customers because I wanted them to come back. Because I wanted them to bring their money. So with this other little bank up in Flagstaff, and they had branches all over, not a lot. Not a lot. But they had them throughout the state, and I'm finding out now that they had them 
all over the country. It was just a new bank to me. I had never heard of them before, but I took this chance. It was wonderful. When I moved, I found a, a new branch and I worked with them. And again, every two weeks they saw me, they got to know me. And when I got divorced and I needed a home loan, they took me by the hand. The branch manager said, hey, we know you. We know where you work. We got you. Don't worry about this. And they got me a home loan with a great interest rate. It was so easy to go through everything. And poof, I was able to move out and uh, into my home. Easy peasy. Moved down here to the valley. Found myself another branch. And again, I would take my checks in there. And again, they got to know me. So I could walk in. And I noticed as years go by, there are fewer and fewer people in the branch. Fewer customers. Because everybody's doing everything online. Except for me. I'm old. I mean, I'm looking at 60 in a few years. I'm old school. I like human contact. I like human interaction. I liked the fact that I could call my bank and say, hey, it's Scarlett. And Richard on the other end says, hey, what do you need? Well, I need this. And I can't get through on the 800 number because it's all automated and I'm having trouble getting through. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. I got you. What do you need? Easy peasy. I enjoy that. And it's going away. And I hate it. I hate that it's leaving. It just bugs the heck out of me. I don't know. Am I, am I the only one? My kids, they don't seem to care. Because they've grown up without this interaction. It isn't necessary for them. And they're okay without it. But I like it when someone can recognize me and help me out. I think that that is really important. And I have just found more and more that customer service is kind of going by the wayside. Somebody, there was some uh, other company, they were doing surveys and they they said that they called it, uh, I don't remember, it had to do with Amazon. And uh, because of this, we, we are losing that contact and we're, we're kind of giving up. Because we get so frustrated sometimes. I don't like calling. I don't like automated calls, right? I don't like calling and having to press one. Or even when they say, you can either press a number or you can say what you need. And of course, you say what you need and they don't understand you. Because it's a computer. It doesn't know. And it fries me. Did you know? Did you know that, that on average... American consumers spend 13 hours a year 
in a calling queue. 13 hours a year. Thank you for calling. Please hold for the next available representative. 13 hours a year. I think that is absolutely hideous. Absolutely hideous. I don't know. I this is a problem for me. So, I went I went to my bank and my little teller Richard, bless his heart, and even the other tellers that were there always knew who I was. They would never put a hold on my check because they knew I was there every month. Same check, same amount. There's no reason. Been a customer for 20 years. Get her in and out of the bank. Piece of cake. He says, oh, we've been bought out by another bank from Spain. Nothing's changing. Everything was fine. Wonderful. Love it. Almost, well, I want to say it was probably toward the beginning of this year. I start getting these letters and all these notifications that my bank is being bought out again. But now, they're completely changing the name. Now, they're completely changing my account number, my debit card. Everything is changing. Okay, all right, no worries. Let's go into the branch. Walk in, and it is a completely different crew. Now, I don't know if everybody... Uh, at my old bank, if they said, ah, we're out of here, because I had gone through that when I was a teller, we were bought out, and everybody but me left on their own accord. So I don't know if everybody left on their own accord with this new bank, or if this new bank came in and cleaned house and said, y'all are gone, and brought in all their new people, which also happens. But these people don't know me. They don't know me, and I don't know them. I tried to make a deposit, and they were like, well, there will be a hold on this check. Uh, what? No. No, I can't have a hold on the check. Well, you know, we got to do that. Well, this hasn't been done. Well, yeah, but this is a new bank, and we don't know you. I don't know. I don't know if the little teller started to see the smoke coming out of my ears or not, but but they said, "Well, we'll we'll see what we can do for this time, uh, but in the in the future we will need to to hold these." And that's what it is about. You know, you've got to make these connections. So now, you know, this it's been almost a year. I'm walking in and they're they're starting to recognize me. They're starting to recognize me, and I'm beginning to recognize them. I mean, it seemed like every time I went in, it was new people. I went in yesterday, and I was greeted at the door uh, by a, an employee that had helped me out before. He recognized me. I recognized him. It was a great interaction And I looked around and I said, wow, what's going on here? Flooring was all ripped up. 
the walls are covered in paper. He says, yeah, we're, we're redecorating. We're getting all new tile. We're going to get new furniture. You know, the, the walls are getting painted. I said, that is fantastic. Good for you. I can't wait to see what it looks like. And then I looked over at the wall where they had the teller windows, and they have one. One. One teller window with one teller. And in the space where the other teller windows were, it's now an alcove. I said, uh, well, what is what is this? He said, well, that's where the automated tellers are going to be. What? I do not go to the self-checkout lines, okay? I don't do it. Number one, they're not paying me. Uh, number two, I'm not trained in it. Number three, you better give me a better discount on your products. And number four, I like people. I like to talk to people. I like to get my senior citizen discount because I have earned it. That machine doesn't know to give me that. I like to talk to the cashier. How's your day? A little bit of chit-chat. Yes, I'm that person, and you can just hush up and wait in line. She can do two things at once. She can talk to me and scan the little products, and then she can give me my senior citizen discount. They're going to put on automated tellers into my bank, and those machines aren't going to know me. And what is the point, then, of even going into the bank but the thing is, what if I need something? And I rely on that human connection to get these things. I don't understand why we're being steered away from that. I don't, I don't get it. You know, social interaction is really, really important. It, it boosts your mental health. I mean, they have done studies where people that had a sufficient perceived social support were less likely to suffer from mental health disorders like anxiety and depression. Social interaction can help you live longer. It, it improves your quality of life. I just, I don't understand why, why we're getting away from that. And then, you get these big companies who, and I don't, I don't want to go too deep down a rabbit hole, but I don't think that they're properly training their employees. They don't take the time. Why? It could be, it could be a thousand different reasons but they're not teaching them how to deal with the public. A lot of that was taught to me at home. Some of it was by watching family members. Uh, we owned businesses, and so the customer was always right. Uh, my mother, of course, was in banking, so she taught me that you've always you've got to be that friendly face and to help people. And nowadays it's like they don't they don't care. 
And again, I don't know if it's because they just don't get that social interaction because everything is so digitized. They're on their phones. They're on computers. They're not making the connections that we used to. I've been really fortunate with my kids. They know how to make the social connections. They're not social media people. Um, They don't use their phones the way I see a lot of other younger people using them. So I don't know. I, I don't know if that has... I mean, I'm sure it has a lot to do with it. But it kind of breaks my heart when I see these other kids who do not know how to be social. I saw some video about this little barista at Starbucks having an absolute meltdown because they were required to work an eight-hour day and the customers were unhappy with the way their orders were being handled. Okay, uh, where? Where? Don't even. Don't, don't even. How sad is your little life? It's like, grow up. I mean, this person was young, but still an adult. I just couldn't, I couldn't get over it. it it's like, why are, why are you crying? Suck it up, do the best job that you can, and do it with a smile. And you'll get through your eight hours. I don't know what's going to happen to this poor kid for the rest of their life. I don't know. I could just go off. It just scares me and it saddens me. It saddens me that they don't know how to interact. It saddens me that they they don't know how to resolve conflict. And it's mostly coming from bigger corporations. It's coming from places like Amazon and and I don't know, maybe Starbucks. I don't go to there, so I don't know. But a lot of these big corporations, they don't care if you're unhappy with their customer service. It doesn't matter to them. And a lot of times, I know that a lot of times, people are more likely to complain rather than to give kudos, right? You're more likely to write a bad review than to give a good one. And so sometimes these bigger corporations, if you're unhappy, they're going to make it as difficult as possible for you to make that complaint, especially if you're looking for maybe a refund, some kind of reparation, something. They will make it difficult, so you'll give up. You'll give up. You will wait your 13 hours a year in that calling queue, and you'll deal with it. And they hope you give up so they don't have to pay it out. I think that is really sad. I think so many times we put up with things, like with me in these calling queues and and bad customer service, and people say, well, just, you know, just deal with it. No, I'm not going to deal with it. That, that's how we get into these messes, because we just give up and we deal with it. 
instead of making people do better and be better. When I get good service, you better believe I say something about that too. When I am in a restaurant and I'm put at some little table and forgotten about, you're going to know. And when I'm in a restaurant and I have great service, maybe the food wasn't that great, but the wait staff had a smile. They were friendly. I have no idea what kind of day they were having. I just know that they treated me like I was one of the most important people in that restaurant. And you better believe I let everybody know about that. I'm a good tipper. You can ask my friends. I'm a good tipper. I will tip like 40% and up. As long as you're treating me good. And if you're not, it depends on how bad it is. It depends. It depends on how bad. Sometimes I'll say something to them. Hey, you having a bad day? And if they're like, yeah, well, yeah, I am. Okay. Okay. But the thing is, I shouldn't know. In my jobs that I've had, nobody knew if I was having a bad day. It's not their business. It's not their business. So I, I think, I don't know. I, I'm really sorry to see us heading away from human contact. <laughs> I think we need that. And I think that we need to be able to teach our young people better problem-solving, resolution, and kindness and understanding. Because they're not getting that from their phone or their computer or their tablet. As parents, we need to do better as well. And that's what's going to bring me to what is hot in Arizona. Oh my gosh. So let's talk customer service. Let's talk about human contact and human connection and getting away from big corporations. Now you know, if you know me, and especially if you have followed uh, Heartprints AZ on Facebook, come November, I am all about shopping small. I am all about boycotting Black Friday and heading toward the Shop Small Saturday because I love small businesses. I hold them near and dear to my heart and I think that they are so important in this world. You know, when you shop at a small business, that money stays in the community. It doesn't go off to some huge corporation. The taxes stay in your community to do what they're supposed to do for your community. And it pays for the people who live in your community. And it brings joy. It makes everybody happy. So I found me a small business. Mm -hmm. You know, I love books. We've discussed this. I found a little shop in Avondale. It's called Immortal Trees. I could just say that name over and over. Immortal 
trees. It's a magical sounding name. Immortal trees. These trees are going to live on forever. Because we're going to read these books and we're not going to throw them away. No. This is a used bookstore. It just opened. It's like brand spanking new. And they will trade books. Um, and they sell the most wonderful pre-loved books at great prices. They're located at 11335 West Buckeye Road in Avondale. It's suite number 103C. They don't have their big sign up yet, but um, they are over like at the far east end of the Fry's Shopping Center. Holy cow. When you walk in, there is the cutest children's area to your left. This wonderful, I, man, I wish, I wish somebody would give me some dang grandkids. I would love to just sit in there and just spend an afternoon going through books and just teaching that love of reading to a little one. They have all kinds of books. Everything you can imagine is in this little shop. And not only are there these wonderful books, but they have gifts of all kind. Okay, here we are. Christmas is coming. Seriously, for real. This is where you could do your one-stop shopping. One-stop shopping for everybody in your family. Everybody. They have old magazines. They have every genre of book. Um, they have wonderful, beautiful bookmarks. They have journals, the most beautiful journals. Oh my gosh. They have some that they were composition notebooks, but they had a fabric cover on them. I don't know who made this stuff. It had Arizona embroidered on the front. Oh my gosh. And it came with a pen. Oh, wonderful. I got this really cool crocheted basket. Oh, of course I'm going to fill it with books. I have a basket of books on the side of my bed, but I'm going to put them in this basket. It is beautiful, just beautiful. And I got this really cool pillow. Now, picture this. It's a pillow, but there's a pocket on the outside of the pillow. You could put jammies in there, and put it on your bed, or you could put the book that you read before bedtime, tuck it in that little pocket and keep it handy on the bed. That way the dog won't eat it. What? Your dog doesn't do that? that that's just mine? Of course. It was so much fun in there. I also got this really cool, um, it's a fairy stick, and it's this beautiful beaded piece of heavy wire that you stick in a plant and it's it should attract fairies. You know, I'm trying to attract fairies because way back when I killed one, not on purpose, hit her with my car. So I always feel bad. You know, I'm trying to make amends. Maybe try and get another fairy to the house. 
so I can make it up to her somehow. But this shop is wonderful. It is owned by two friends who are also teachers, Charity and Amy. And uh, we spent <laughs> we spent two hours, two hours talking and just going through this wonderful shop. And it's not just books and gifts. They're also going to have classes. They have classes. They're going to do artsy things and and book clubs and discussions and just a wonderful a wonderful neighborhood place. I mean it I didn't really want to leave. Um it's I really see it being one of those places where you just spend a lot of time because it has this sense of community already. It's just a wonderful, peaceful place. You can go to their website, immortaltrees.com, and they have a calendar of events. Um, they're going to have, you know, they do these little uh, like envelope albums. She showed us one. It was absolutely precious. It is very cute. And uh, I've never seen anything like it. So they're having little workshops to do that. And you can get signed up online. And uh, they do have like um, book trade days. And they're going to be adding more things. They have writing workshops. And they do like writing workshops just for teens. So if you've got a teenager and they enjoy writing... Get them in on this. It's $5. And they can go to these workshops and they can, you know, talk with other teens and bounce ideas off of their peers. This this is what these kids need. They don't need their phones and computers. They need this social interaction. I just love this place. I'm so happy that they're here. And uh, I really, really want for them to succeed. They are just wonderful women, and I love the idea, and I love what they're doing. So head over there. Head over there um, to 11335 West Buckeye in Avondale to Immortal Trees. Get your Christmas shopping done. For everybody on your list, there is something there. Trust me. I wouldn't steer you wrong. That's all I have for this week. And I hope that everybody has a wonderful week. And I will see y'all later. Bye.